0: Welcome to Healing Hearts, empowering critical care providers. The information provided in this podcast is general in nature and is intended as a training tool for Children's Hospital and Medical Center personnel. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Complete information regarding the podcast, including its limitations on usage, is available under the episode description.
1: Hi, this is Sean Akers. I'm a psychologist at Children's Hospital and Medical Center, and I am sitting here with my good friend, Amanda.
0: Hello there. I'm Amanda Adams, Patient Relations Coordinator at Children's Hospital and Medical Center. We're excited to be here today. Well. Sort of.
1: Sort of. Pretty excited. Semi. Our last podcast, <laughs> if you remember, Miss Amanda, we talked about dealing with difficult people, and that was that was a good one because a lot of people got to figure out how to deal with you. Oh,
0: Well. I was actually thinking in my mind how really the gift that we gave you all, and I say we, but me, of how to deal with people like you. <laughs> it's a gift, really. It's,
1: and it's, you all
0: can thank me later. It's fine.
1: That keeps on giving.
0: It really is.
1: What are we going to talk about today? <laughs>
0: today, Sean had way too much to talk about and decided that he wanted to run this podcast a little long.
1: So says the most talkative person we know. No.
0: Anyway, we really hope you enjoy this one. It had to go a little bit longer, but it's great stuff. So we talked about difficult people, AKA Sean Akers. (laughs) And now we're gonna think about limits and boundaries, which pairs very nicely with dealing with difficult people. Because think about the people that you encounter or the situations you encounter. How long do you let those go? How long do you let those situations fester? And it doesn't have to be just people. Let's think think outside that box too. Let's think about anything that's happening within your circle. Sometimes I think about, you know, how often certain situations happen to me and they're the same ones that frustrate me. And then what did I do about them? Well, I did nothing about them. Mm -hmm. So those are the types of things I think we want you to think about, too, is when you go home, what's what are your stressors? What are you thinking about? What what kind of keeps you up at night? And what are you doing about those? So that's that's some of that limitation, and sometimes it pairs well with dealing with difficult individuals.
1: Yeah, and it can be anything. It can be just any stressful situation, yeah. uh, anything that you're dealing with. It can be, uh, you know, just a part of our of our work life. But how, you know, really ask yourself: How often are you thinking about these things, or or uh, having that take up a part of your life uh, outside of your work?
0: Sean, in your work setting limits and boundaries. So you are a perfect example of, I think, someone who has to do that naturally. And I think it probably has to be done with yourself mm-hmm. first, right? Because you could potentially get caught up in the things that you deal with. So how do you separate it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a good question. And I, I I, I do it very proactively. I, I really want to be able to go home. When, when, when I first started here, I, I told the person I was interviewing, my, my boss at that time, that I want to be able to work hard when I'm here, but I also need to be able to go home and be with my wife and be a father to my children, and uh, you know, be able to have that life and be able to separate that out. And so I, I think it's a very proactive process to do that.
0: Yeah, and I, think, I want you all to think about it for yourself. So how many of you have kids? How many of you have grandkids, nieces, nephews, a loved one that you go home to or that you're in a relationship with? What do you do to pawn off that stress? I'll, I'll say it, maybe not the best way, but what do you do and, and how do they know that you're stressed and does it affect those relationships? I know for myself, um, I, I like to talk. Did you know that?
1: <laughs> Thanks for stating the obvious. Oh, okay.
0: Well, if any of you didn't know that, welcome to Amanda Adams World. But, you know, in my role, I'm de-escalating. I'm working through so many different things. I'm talking through so many things. And sometimes when I go home, I actually have to shut that off. Um, But that's entirely my choice, but also very difficult at the same time because I have a little boy and I have a husband. And uh, I will say it's easier to shut off the old husband talking to him. But my little boy, that's where that attention goes. But my husband kind of has an idea of, okay, if Amanda's had a tough day, she short. She kind of shuts down in this way, and I have to tell him that at this time I can't talk. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. That's my ba- that's my limit, and and I have to. I think you have to think about how do you set limits and boundaries at work, mm-hmm. but then how do you take that to your home life so that you are still being the type of person you want to be, um, and showing them, you know, that this is this is yes a boundary I have to explain to you and I have to I have to set, but. We all know that these are the types of things that we go home with. And we go home with our work.
1: Well, and, and, and it's a really good point, is that limits and boundaries are across our entire life. It's not just work. Right. It's not just home. It's, it's our friends. We, we all have to set limits and boundaries. Uh, we have to be able to, uh, you know, is it saying no to people? Uh, is it making sure that we're not uh, adding things into our life when we're already overextended? Um, So limits and boundaries are an important aspect of of almost all aspects of our life.
0: Yeah, and you know, us in healthcare, we're vulnerable people.
1: We are, and a lot of people don't uh, take that that for granted. They don't really realize that, you know, in healthcare, regardless of your role, we are taking care of other people. And it does make us vulnerable uh, that we're dealing with people who are ill. They're often emotionally distressed. They can be overwhelmed. Uh, Physically, uh, as well as emotionally, and we go into healthcare because we're compassionate.
0: Absolutely, that that's something a quality I think that we can all relate to. And you know, in my role, some days are just I can't make them up. Right, I I cannot (laughs) adequately make up some of the scenarios I am involved in, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what makes my job. I think fun but people turn to me all the time and say Amanda I could never do your job and most people I think wouldn't want this job because there is some <laughs> conflict there is a lot of um, hard discussions but the thing that I always try to remember and I want you to think about this too the definition of insanity the definition of insanity is this doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result mm-hmm. So if you are having that person, let's call them at work, whether it's a patient family, whether it's a coworker, and you got frustrated with the same scenario, but you do nothing about it, I'm going to point my finger at you to begin with, because where are your boundaries and where are your limitations? This is the same thing I have to do with patients and families. If we allow them to do the things that we are not okay with them doing, but yet we set no limitation and boundaries, it's our fault. Yeah. in my eyes because we are allowing the behavior
1: yeah we have to figure out how are we going to react to these situations correct. in the world as opposed to just let them control us
0: correct and that's what you have to think about mm-hmm. as as healthcare worker someone who works in an industry that it is about caring is about being compassionate those difficult decisions regarding communication are hard they're really hard and they're not easy to have
1: but we, and and one thing i think is really important uh, is that when we are in healthcare it's very easy to take on other people 's stresses yes you know and, and we see That
0: compassion fatigue that, happens yeah
1: and we, we see kids who are upset we see parents who are who are you know struggling to to cope with the, their ill child or or you know just a number of whether it 's conflict or whether it 's just sadness and and uh, and trying to figure out how do they get through their hospital stay and and it's very easy for us as compassionate people to to take it uh further
0: yeah like i i honestly feel like i've taken in a lot of stress doing these podcasts with you (laughs) (laughs) it it is really difficult for me to continue on but i i get through it
1: Mm -hmm. so so you have to set those limits and boundaries i do
0: and we've done that prior to this discussion so you all know (laughs) sean only talks when i allow him
1: Uh you give me the signals i give him the signal
0: Uh just kidding So, um, you know, okay. So as you're, as you're listening to this, I want you to really determine in your mind proactively in a situation, what are you going to do to set limits and boundaries? How is that going to happen?
1: Well, what I, what I first actually want to, uh, point out real quickly is, is you, you kind of started this conversation is what, what makes it really hard to, to do that. Sure. And, and I think one of your, your, comments about your own job is people don't like confrontation. No. People don't like, um, you know, having a lot of those it's very difficult natural. things. It's no. not natural for most of us. Right. And so it's easy to avoid, um, you know, setting limits and boundaries. Oftentimes we fear somebody else being upset.
0: Exactly. If we
1: say no. Uh, you know, so it's, it's difficult at times. It's also easier to focus on other people's problems than our own, as we talked about. But one thing I also want to want to add in real quickly is uh, when I talk to people about this concept, uh, whether it's setting limits and boundaries, uh, say somebody is uh, feeling overwhelmed with uh, maybe being a nurse for a a very demanding uh, patient, uh, they don't want to uh, oftentimes appear weak. Right. You know, if they they say, well, I, I want to change this because I'm starting to get a little bit uh, fatigued, or, mm-hmm. or or having some difficulty um, asking for those things oftentimes is very difficult for people.
0: It is hard for people, and it's hard for people to uh, take the time to think about how they're going to say it, and it's uncomfortable. And, you know, when I think of an everyday situation for myself, you know, we'll kind of tag-team it on to what you said, caring for a very, we'll call it challenging, maybe, family dynamic, which is, is very normal. And, you know, when we see patients and families here, they're at their highest peak of stress. Yeah. And and sometimes it gets even higher. But we see them at a pretty elevated baseline. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, when I'm responding to some of those, I have to think to myself, how do I want this conversation to go, right? Uh, what is my goal? Well,
1: and that was very similar to what we talked about last time with dealing yeah. with difficult people is having that talk with yourself about how do I want this exactly. to go, how do I want myself to present You know this information, and, and just processing that ahead of time.
0: Yeah, and the processing is important because I think that will give you, that kind of sets you up to be more successful and be able to really feel like you can have these difficult conversations when it comes to limit setting, and, and so you think about that in the workplace, and you know, I, I challenge every one of you to think about the, the discussions that you might have that are challenging and who are you seeking out to help you have those. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what I do is I run through conversations that I know I'm about to have and I go to the extreme one way and the extreme the other way. As in, they are this is how they're going to react. It's a little extreme, but how in, in the event that that happens, how am I going to deal with that? Yeah. So you're having those proactive conversations helps a lot because you can troubleshoot with each other and figure out, you know, in the event that they say this, here's what I'm going to do. And I tell you that has helped a ton because it doesn't catch us both off guard. Let's say there's two of us going into a room or even just myself it doesn't catch me as off guard because I feel like I'm a little more prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, the key to having great discussions regarding limitations and boundaries.
1: Yeah, so, so this last part of, our, of, this, of this discussion is really uh, how do we work on this? How do, we, yep. how do we set limits and boundaries and how do we do that? And I think the very first concept that I, I, I think about and I talk to people is, uh, first off, you need to ask yourself, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You know, what is your goal? Um, again, that's being proactive. We're all in different positions in our life. I'm an empty nester and, and you have a young child at home.
0: Right, and, um, right.
1: So we have different uh, sort of needs. We have different mm-hmm. parts of, of uh, where we are with our life. But we have to figure out what do we want and what are our expectations and what's going to help get our needs met.
0: Yeah, and, that, and you know, I think hopefully Sean and I are portraying that Not don't take this just for your work life. Right. Take this outside of there, too. And and what is it that you need from the people that support you? Um, you have to communicate that or they just make the assumptions. And sometimes the assumptions are worse than the truth. Right. Yeah,
1: oftentimes they are, they are. Yes. And so, you know, and at the same time, we have to know what our limits are. You know, what are we comfortable with? Uh, some people are, are willing to to. You know, work a little bit longer hours, or some people are, are you know willing to take on certain intense projects because they find it exciting. Kind of going back to, you know, your comment of I I, I can't imagine how you do your job. I right. can do your job. Right. You know, we all have our strengths and weaknesses, but we have to know our limits as well because, um, you know, we, we want to be able to also do the things that we enjoy.
0: And I think one of the a great takeaway from this discussion is giving yourself the permission. To set appropriate limitations and boundaries. Yeah. If you don't do that, then you are in that cyclical pattern where you you just can't get out of it. And like I said, those assumptions and the way people perceive those things, you know, if they if they know they can talk to you a certain way or they can handle a situation with you a certain way, and it frustrates you. Again, this is this is not me trying to be uh, too forward or up front, but then my finger starts to point at you. Mm -hmm. And I say that because then I ask, what have you done about that? And that's where that you have to feel like that permission is given to you. You have to set those limitations and boundaries in order for you to work past that.
1: Well, and it goes down to also being aware of what you feel when your boundaries are being pushed. Right. Frustration or resentment, you know, being resentful for something, just being uncomfortable or anxious, uh, knowing that you're, uh, that the person wants you to say yes when you want to say no, uh, but, you've, but but it's hard for you. So if you're aware of what your reaction is, then we can be, again be proactive mm-hmm. and figure out how do we set those limits and boundaries, and giving ourselves permission is a big part of that.
0: And I think that is such a great point, and it goes back to our example of having a challenging, difficult family or um, you know patient in the workplace. You know think of yourself if you are a nurse. if you don't appropriately set those boundaries, what will that do to your work? That could, that could make you more anxious taking care of that patient or dealing with that family. It could impede on the safety that is provided, not intentionally, but because you're worried about every step you make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it can, it can hinder the way that we take care of people because we, are, we have to figure out how we handle that. And just to Sean, to your point, is that what do you want out of it? And how do you know that you handle certain things, and how can you work past that? But it goes back to, I think, our first podcast, which was really talking about who's your person?
1: Yeah, your positive support system. Who's your positive
0: support system? And again, that happens, you have to identify that in the workplace and outside of the workplace. Because they go hand in hand. I spend more time with you, unfortunately.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry about that. (laughs) It's
0: unfortunate for me. but you've got to have those people because you, you do this this is a huge part of our lives
1: hmm you know and along with giving yourself permission I think it, it really is making sure that you make caring for yourself important that it's a priority
0: absolutely uh,
1: and, and that you know you and, and that's different for everybody whether it's a hobby or whether it's spending time with your support uh, system or what makes you happy? What, what makes you relaxed? Or is it taking a bath? Or, or you know, what, what is it that, mm-hmm. that, is, um, that is nurturing to you?
0: Yeah, and, and again, the, the limitations and boundaries, you know, those are things that I think it's not going to come easy. Some people, it's, it's going to be that, those discussions but it, that, are, that are a little bit difficult and you have to work through them. But I, I really advise you all to think about that is before you have a difficult discussion and the limitations, work with someone and talk with them. Play, the, play it out, role play. Mm-hmm. Role play that scenario. Go to the highest, highest of extreme and maybe the lowest, lowest of potential of anything could happen and figure out the middle because that way you are prepared. And that, again, before I have any conversations with families, if I'm collaborating with physicians, staff member, we walk through, talk to me about parents, their baseline behavior. Talk to me about what could happen. Let's talk about their child. What's, what are some other stressors? We've got to ask those questions. And, and that helps aid in the discussion to be, I think, proactive and also healthy and gives you the opportunity to know all sides of, of what you're dealing with.
1: And, and, and healthy, I think, is a really important word because we're we're doing all of this in our workday as healthcare professionals. But the but at the end of the day, I want to be also able to be a good dad and a exactly. good husband. Exactly. I want to be present for my kids when they need it. I want to be present for my wife and my friends and my family, uh, because that that helps me and that, that that nurtures me. And and if I'm thinking about or stressing about other things, then I'm not being as present uh, or mindful uh, of things that I need to do in my private life
0: exactly and that and that's I think that's kind of sort of wraps that up to what I was saying earlier about you know do your do your support system people we'll call them your peeps
1: no let's not (laughs) do you have
0: peeps (laughs) I don't know if you're we'll talk about that later it's too much for this discussion (laughs) but do your outside people do they know what your boundaries are Have you told them? Like I said, do, do your loved ones, the ones that you go home to that are in your household, do they know when you decide that this has kind of been a tough one? Have you told them, let's not go here. Here's my boundary with this so that you can be as present and and uh you know and
1: engaged engaged as possible,
0: engage with your family and the people that you love as possible, and that's what's important
1: it is so so let's let's move on real quickly to takeaways and yes. you know the, the first thing is is we want to be aware of that uh, we're all vulnerable, especially being in health care this is a uh, a job that uh, just by by definition makes us vulnerable because we're dealing with with people in distress, and we're we're typically very compassionate, caring people
0: absolutely and again. We, I think we both agree on this, that giving their permission and, and knowing that the limits and boundaries that we set are important and they're important aspects of our lives here at work and at home.
1: Yep, absolutely. Uh You know, and then we also talked about awareness, not only of your limits and boundaries, but also of what you want and, and, and. Awareness of your feelings when your boundaries are being pushed. So the awareness of all of these aspects is, a, is just a huge part of all this.
0: And make sure to communicate those. Yeah. Right? Those assumptions, again, can sometimes lead us to more conflict versus having that first-party communication and giving us the ability to have those discussions.
1: Yeah, and don't make people read your mind. Right. Just be direct and, and appropriate. think that you That's might That's where you, be you might want to work on that <laughs> appropriate part of things. Yeah, but. I'm
0: working on it. I've also, I think I'm pretty good at reading your mind, <laughs> which is not good. Um, the last thing I think that we really want to hit on is making caring for you a priority as well. Yeah. And, and mm. doing things that you are enjoying so that you can have those, you know, conversations that aren't easy. So you can be present, be mindful where you need to be and, um,
1: and enjoy what you do. Because mm-hmm. we're all passionate, you know, especially when we start out. This is, this, we, we do this because it's a passion.
0: Absolutely, And we, we, uh, you know, we also, Sean and I both, I think can attest to, we struggle with our own things. And, and that's the great part about that is our awareness and, and how we go about dealing with those. So, so know that this is everyone. We all feel this, you're not alone. And this is something that it's kind of a, I think it's an evolving, but lifetime type of scenario where It might change for you, but if you are aware and mindful of it, you are, I think, 10 steps ahead.
1: Absolutely. I think those are all very good points. Uh, So that's the end of this podcast. I really hope you guys are doing well, and we will catch you on the next uh, go-around. I think we're going to look at maybe even interviewing some folks next time.
0: Oh, are you going to interview me? No, no. Oh, well, all right then. Until next time, (laughs) take care. Bye-bye. For more information about Children's Hospital and Medical Center, visit childrensomaha.org. Thanks for listening
1: to Healing Hearts, empowering critical care providers.